Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it's a Thursday. We are ready to roll. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be watching, you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. It's my last day working for a few days. J-Mac takes over tomorrow, then next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to an undisclosed location with the fam. J-Mac, let's make today's count. I mean, yesterday was pretty good. Today, let's really make it count. It's kind of like that scene in Dazed and Confused where the parents are going out of town for the weekend and the kid gets the kegs delivered to his house. (laughs) And it's like, "Uh uh-oh, trouble is afoot. It's going to be a fun one. So um, there's an old saying, same glasses, different lens. Looks the same, isn't. So yesterday, the Steelers signed another massive contract, gave a defensive player four years and close to $70 Alex Highsmith, he's a good football player. But the key to all this stuff, any business, yours, mine, staying current, right? So two of the great all-time AFC franchises are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Between the two of them, they have been to 13 Super Bowls, and they have won nine These are great franchises. Kansas City was great. 60s, 70s, Hank Stram, Len Dawson. Steelers were the dominant team of my childhood in the 70s. The Steel Curtain, Terry Bradshaw, Jack Lambert, Mean Joe Green, Chuck Knoll, on and on and on. But let's look at the last decade where Kansas City's gotten to five straight AFC championships and Pittsburgh's been to one in 10 years. Now, you could say that's all Mahomes, But let's go back to same glasses, different lens. How do they view football going forward? The Chiefs are third in offensive spending, near the bottom of the NFL on defense. The Steelers are third or fourth highest spenders on defense. Both rosters are very good. Both coaches are very good. Both rosters, organization, ownership, excellent. 
But the Chiefs are viewed differently today. They're viewed as creative and progressive and cutting edge and clever. Move off players quickly, especially on the defensive side, if they're not named Chris Jones. Pittsburgh today is viewed as tough, physical, defense. And for five years, they can't figure out their offensive line or running game. Both rosters are stacked. Both owners are great. Both coaches will make the Hall of Fame. But they view the world differently. Kansas City's view is mine, so I favor it. Due to rule changes, you just can't do things you could do 10 years ago defensively. Against corners, against tight ends. So, Kansas City pays Chris Jones, an elite defender up front, and then just goes cheap and young and fast on defense. Remember, more players on defense went to the IR last year than offense. Defensive players blow stuff up. You don't want them old. They stay out after an injury longer. Kansas City's view, spend the money on offense, keep the defense young, fast, cheap, and fresh. If they get hurt, they recover more quickly. The Steelers' worldview, more sacks. The Steelers have led the NFL in sacks for the last six years. Zero playoff wins. Zero. The Warriors valued shooting. The Sixers at the same time years ago valued size. How did it work out? The Chiefs value points, flexibility, creativity. The Steelers value old-school toughness, defensive players, and sacks. It should be noted the last five Super Bowl champs Zero have had a top five defense. You watched the Super Bowl. We thought that Eagles defense was great, and then it met Mahomes. We bragged about how good that young Kansas City defense was, and then they met Jalen Hurts. By the way, the Niners couldn't stop either offense, and the Niners defense is about as stacked as any defense has been, except, or or maybe with the Seahawks a few years back. Same glasses, Different lens. Success is about staying current. I like how the Chiefs see the world, even though I think the Steelers have a great ownership group, draft and develop, Hall of Fame coach, and a stack roster. So I don't know why this is with guys. No idea. <laughs> but uh, guys that I know tend to be pretty good compartmentalizers. I look at my brain as a series of small rooms and nobody enters the other rooms. That means if I have somebody I don't necessarily love, but they can help my kids out, help my family, good for business, I can compartmentalize this. It doesn't mush into other stuff. It's not like, uh, you know, batter or something. It's just like they're all little separate compartments. And so I don't know what it is, but in sports, T.O. was a Niner, he was an Eagle, he was a Cowboy. Those fan bases at different times loved him or hated him. But when he was on their team, they forgot all of it. I always have this feeling to, um, you know, sort of to believe in anything, you have to forget a lot. Draymond Green used to um, not like Chris Paul. Chris Paul did not like Draymond Green. Now they're teammates. And Draymond Green talked about this on a podcast. I publicly said I didn't like Chris before. Like, I'm just not going to be like, oh, man, that changed. Now he's my teammate. No, I look forward to talking amongst men. I look forward to working with another adult. You know, I've, we've had, I've had my fair share of days of, like, not working with adults right. and people who don't, don't move like adults. Right. So I'm looking forward to going to work with an adult. Right. You know what I'm saying? Chris is a pro. I'm looking forward to going to work work with a pro yeah i think you can read between the lines there it's it's not hard to see jordan Poole was young immature and selfish and erratic chris paul's none of those chris paul is a veteran smart very few turnovers makes everybody beyond himself better compartmentalize that's one of the cool things about sports whether it's a 55-man nfl locker room a 13-14 guy basketball locker room or a 25 guy baseball locker room different races 
religions, from different countries, different families, different backgrounds. Some are young and fighting. Some are old and wealthy. It doesn't really matter. Just getting everybody on the same page. Sports is very unique that way. You can have completely different philosophies on politics and life and raising a family and religion. And yet, a good coach and a good GM and a good leader in that front office and in that locker room, everybody's going in the same direction. I think they'll get along fine, one, because I think guys compartmentalize, and two, Draymond is Chris Paul. Smart, a veteran, a winner, feisty, and elevates others. They're the same guy. Jordan Poole is like 14 years younger than Chris Paul. There's a reason he and Draymond didn't get along. Probably didn't have the same taste in music, lifestyles. Draymond's a family guy. Chris Paul's a family guy. Now they'll compartmentalize their history and win games. I don't know why it is. I don't know why guys compartmentalize the way we do. I won't speak for women. If my wife gets in a bad mood, she's in a bad mood. It's going to be like uh, soup. It's all going to mix together. I'm done for the day. For me, eh, good 10 minutes, bad 10 minutes, whatever it is. Maybe it's because we're more selfish, and we if you're helping us, we don't care about the rest. I don't know. Not a psychologist. But it'll work. Chris Paul and Draymond Green are the same guy. Winners, feisty, high IQ, highly competitive, love to irritate others. Jordan Poole is not the same guy as Draymond, nor was he the same as Chris Paul. And again, to believe in anything, you've got to forget sometimes everything. Yesterday's news shouldn't affect today. They'll get along fine. All right, J-Mac, that's where we start today. You know, for the record, Steve Kerr's a master at this. He learned under Phil Jackson. Mm. If you go read the book Three Ring Circus... Jeff Perlman, it is remarkable that Phil Jackson got Shaq and Kobe to play together at a high level. Del Harris had them before, but as they became stars and won titles, it got, it got more selfish, more vanity, more ego, and Phil Jackson kept them around for three titles, should have been four had the Lakers not fallen apart before that series against Detroit, mm-hmm. and the entire time it was, but Phil Jackson found the one thing they both deeply cared about was winning basketball games, which would elevate their legacy, their wealth, their standing in the community, the basketball community. So Phil was able to find the stuff they could connect on, even though they were totally different guys. One guy was big, fun, loving teddy bear, Shaq. The other guy was driven, obsessed, difficult, Kobe. And he just made it work because at the end, they both wanted the, the titles because it would elevate both. It's hard but I think it's totally doable. Well, the only problem is those two, neither of them had titles, Kobe and Shaq. They had to work together to get titles. And they, Shaq had got to the finals in Orlando. But Draymond's sitting here with, I know what's right. I know how to win titles. L- look at the rings. Chris Paul says, well, you know, I'm a Hall of Famer, one of the best in my position ever. I think I know better. Because he does. You, you know this. Everywhere he goes, he's trying to tell people what to do. Um, yeah, let's just say uh, it's going to be an interesting season for, <laughs> season for the Warriors. I, I'm not buying it, Colin. I, I'm not. And it hurts me, man. I like this. Uh, you know, Steph Curry's my guy. It just hurts me to have to root for Chris Paul. Oof. I don't think it's that difficult. Okay. you got a little Chris Paul. You're feisty. Oh, please. You're, you're, you're feisty. Don't have the brass ring yet, but you're very feisty, very competitive. I don't have a ring? What are you talking well, about? Well, I mean, the brass ring. You know, you're still fighting, moving up that ladder. Wait, how, how many? <laughs> out of us two... Who's sold a company here before? Oh, that's true. It's a good point. Oh, yeah. You didn't think I'd checkmate you like that this early (laughs) in the show. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm still chasing. I want multiple rings, though. Okay, that's a good point. (laughs) You you won in the G League. This is is the NBA. (laughs) Oh, that was good. That was good. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. A much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone, then clean up quick 
with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources thank you to our friends at panini america the official trading cards and nfts of the 2024 colin coward show panini america delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after nfl nba fifa and wnba trading cards Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. So uh, Des Bryant, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, Des Bryant has been talking to uh, Trayvon Diggs of the Cowboys. Cowboys had to hire a babysitter, basically a crew to, uh, you know, babysit uh, Des Bryant when he came into the league. So, you know, again, I, I just, I take it for what it's worth. But he said he's talking to Trayvon Diggs. And uh, Trayvon Diggs, like, is not trying to knock the Cowboys over the head, but, you know, he doesn't be, he's not being treated fairly in negotiations. For the record, he's got a year left on his contract. (laughs) So Jerry has set a precedent, though. Jerry paid two positions you should never pay early, early. And he paid him two years early. Jalen Smith, linebacker, you don't pay linebackers early. Zeke, running back two years early. What are you doing? Safeties, interior offensive linemen, linebackers, running backs. Let's be honest. Outside of quarterback and an occasional left tackle, because there's about eight great ones on the planet at any one time, maybe six, I would pay a quarterback early or a left tackle early. There's just not many of them. I wouldn't even pay a rush end early or a corner early. Why? Defensive players get hurt more often. Defensive players are about blowing stuff up, physicality, and contact. They get hurt a lot. So I'd pay a left tackle early, and I would pay a wide receiver or a quarterback early. Those two positions, quarterback, left tackle, that's it. The rule for me is pay big money infrequently, very rarely. If you do it, it's got to be the right positions. But when the owner fashions himself as a GM, well, there's no separation with players. So they'd look at Jerry and think, hey, that's the rich guy, has the yacht. He's my friend. Stan Kroenke can support players, but the great owners have a separation between themselves and players. Great bosses do. I don't hang around with the Murdochs. I mean, they're nice, but there's got to be a certain separation. We eventually have to negotiate contracts. That's the way the game works. I've never had a boss I vacationed with. There's probably a reason for it. They don't want it. Not good for me either, right? So Jerry, though, there is guys. 
he not only set a precedent paying him early, but he pays the wrong positions early. I'm not saying corner doesn't have value. Same with running back and linebacker. But we all sort of get the game. The interesting thing is, what is the position he didn't pay early? Dak. <laughs> and he ended up overpaying for him. The Cowboys probably should have gone to Dak and said, you know what? We think you're BB plus, but you're a great kid, great leader. We can certainly win a division in playoff games with you. And maybe if things are right, a Super Bowl. I don't know if the, the, the last one's true, but you can win playoff games with, with Dak. So the one position you should have paid early to save yourself a little, this is what Kansas City did with Mahomes. This is what you do with Justin Herbert if you could do it. Do a year early, get him locked in, Joe Burrow. But the Cowboys waited to the very end with Dak and then had to pay him at the time more than any quarterback in the league. And he should be paid somewhere between 8th most and 12th most as a quarterback. So, but Jerry's ego won't allow this. So th this is, and, and we live in a time now with, you know, these NFL guys are looking at the IG and the international soccer guys and Conor McGregor and UFC are boxing stars and basketball stars and soccer stars. And they're like, where's the bag? The problem is the NFL's got a hard cap and almost nobody outside of a quarterback is worth a single point. Players also don't have a very strong union in the NFL. So you got to love football because you're not always going to love the contracts. Right, You're not always going to love the contracts in football. Even now, Mahomes, in a couple of years, his contract, he'll probably be eighth highest paid quarterback. you got to love the game because in football, maybe not the other sports, but in football, you're not always going to love your contract. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You know the way it works when you work at a company? And it's a big company, and there's a lot of money and stuff, but there's a job promotion available. And one person's going to get the job promotion. And so if you don't get it, you're welcome to stay, but you'll work under that person, man or woman, or you can leave. And it's painful and it's hard. I totally get it. And I think that's what the Saquon Barkley situation feels like. They were going to pay one guy in the backfield and they chose the quarterback. He didn't have an injury history. It's a more important position. The Giants were going to pay one guy in the backfield. Now, in San Francisco, they pay one guy in the backfield. It's the running back. But the Giants are not going to pay elite money to two guys in the backfield. So there was a job promotion available, and they gave it to the quarterback. So what is Saquon Barkley going to do? He's upset. I'd be, you know, I get it. I've gotten passed over. I get it. I totally get it. I've never been resentful. I've been unhappy. So Saquon Barkley on a podcast talked about it. My leverage is, I can say to the Giants, I can say to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how, much, how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I right. won't play it down. And that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a play I can use. Do I, anybody knows me, knows that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that, has it something that crossed my mind? It's like, I, never, I never thought I would ever do that, but like, now I'm at a point where it's like, Jesus, like, I, I might have to take it to this level. And like, am I willing, am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. Well, Lavian Bell pouted, sat out of season, and was never the same player. I always feel your loyalty in the entertainment field should be to yourself, your authenticity. That doesn't mean you should sit out, because I think if you're loyal to yourself, you should be loyal to the performance of yourself. Saquon needs to be on a football field. He's a great player. He's a great athlete. If he has a great season, I can assure you there'll be a market somewhere for him. If he decides to be stubborn, sit out, it'll disappear. Nobody's going to want a guy who sat out when he was healthy, wasn't a team guy. I mean, you got things working against you as a running back. Multiple things working against you. Analytics, data, his health. You do not want to add another thing working against you. You pouted. Right? Like, like we all know that. Like, none of us are perfect. But there are so many things lined up against the running back from the perspective of a general manager. Don't add another. Go play, kick arse, and create a market. There'll be a market. I said this yesterday. Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. There's a market for him. Austin Eckler. Doesn't feel like there's one. They could make a deal. Austin Eckler could find work. 
So I, I, I don't I just think what happens and this happens all the time for a lot of people in America. There's one job promotion and you don't get it. Should you be a bad employee? Should you pout? Should you leave? I could see the Giants, if he doesn't play, saying, all right, they drafted a running back in the fifth round this year. They'll go get one in the second or third round next year. Because if you really look at what the Giants need, if Saquon left, it's just skill players offensively. Defense pretty good, right? Defense pretty good. Got their quarterback, they think, or at least paid him like it. Uh, got their left tackle. So I could see him being traded to a Tampa or you know, in Atlanta, not Atlanta, Arizona, and just disappearing into the NFL ether. I could see that too. But I, I, I always think, bet on yourself. Only one person gets the bag in an NFL backfield. Aaron Jones now took pay cuts. And uh, we, we're talking about Joe Mixon took a pay cut. Should Joe Mixon be furious? You can be unhappy, but if it turns to bitterness and you don't play, you've just added another reason why GMs are going to be, uh, if you don't pay him, he sits out, and he's been hurt. Drip, drip, drip. You don't want a third drip, a fourth drip. So I'd play. Kick butt, be valuable, and create a market. It won't be the market you love, but it's a market. Sitting, you may blow up the entire market for you. Le'Veon Bell did. Never the same player. Never the same value. So I saw this. Um, I just want your initial take on this. I'm not, I'm not going to go too in-depth. If I say this to you, <laughs> Patriots workout running backs Leonard Fournette and Daryl Henderson. As a Jets fan, what did you? What's your takeaway on that? <laughs> what do you have against Daryl Henderson? I have anything against them? <laughs> but but a week ago, it was Dalvin Cook and D Hop talking to the Patriots. Financially, New England's in a bit of a spot, clearly. They can't any up or they don't want to for the high-end talent. If you went to your kids and said, kids, we're going to Hawaii. And then two days later said, I meant the Hawaii Hotel in Toledo. Not the same thing. Kind of a letdown. D-Hop, Dalvin Cook, two days later. Well, we're talking to Lenny. (laughs) I mean, mean, if you're Mac Jones... You think Saquon's unhappy? At least Saquon's got in the bag. How about Mac Jones? How's he being treated? Oh, two weeks ago, Dalvin Cook, D-Hop. Now I've got Devontae Parker locked in for three years and Leonard Fournette and Daryl Henderson. We're all talking about how running backs are treated poorly. You're Mac Jones? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just... I look at that and I think there are, if you did, seriously, if you took the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins and built an all-star, a Pro Bowl team, how many Patriots make it? There's got to be a special teams guy on there. No, (laughs) Matt Slater. There you go. Is he still in the league? (laughs) Yeah, like year 20. How many Patriots? Jets have at least four or five guys we know. Bills have five or six we know. Dolphins have the receivers. You know, Stephon, your receivers would I mean, be... The starting quarterbacks on that team are, are who? Sauce Gardner and Jalen Ramsey? That, that's a nasty duo. The duel. backups are good. How many Patriots would make an AFC East Pro Bowl team? Dude, I, we should do that. I, I said, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I like that. No skill players. Judon... Ha- Again, he's. I like him, but the Bills have pass rushers. They double down on that a little bit. Don't they have Vaughn Miller? Vaughn Miller. <laughs> it depends if you run a 4-3 or 3-4. Quinton Williams is certainly in there. Do the Patriots? Fine. I'm sure. Bradley Chubb is in there. I, I'm just telling you. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 
Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees, a much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone. Then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. You know, you ever have a sports take and nobody agrees with it? I have one sports take and nobody agrees with it. I've never had that happen ever in my life. You don't agree with it. Ryan doesn't. Mangini doesn't. I think Mac Jones is a B quarterback <laughs> that has been treated like a D quarterback. I think he's very capable. And why do I think that? Because I watched this rookie year with average personnel. Personnel that drove Brady crazy. He walked in. It's like nine and eight. Good numbers. Like better than Matt Ryan career numbers. I'm like, I don't know. One year starter in college. That's pretty good. But that's the take that I have. There's my take that nobody agrees with. I think Mac Jones pretty good. I think he's absolutely as good as Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. No question. And I think, I think Kirk Cousins is a B. Dak's a B to a B plus. I think he's in that Derek Carr, B, B plus. I do. But he, he's got literally he has no number one receiver, no number one tight end. His college receivers were far better than his current Patriot receivers. His college backup receiver was Jalen Waddle. That was the third receiver. That's better by far than any Patriot receiver as a number one. So he just has nothing to work with. They don't have an elite tight end. They don't have an elite 
They don't really have an elite offensive lineman. They don't have they have a good back, not a great back. They don't have a number one receiver. And now he's on his third coordinator in what is third or fourth year. So that is my sports take that nobody agrees with. Everybody thinks he's just no good. And I think he's good, but he's being held back. Took Brady about three years to pop. Took Kirk another team to pop. Not everybody pops early. Some people slow growth. I mean, Mahomes, Burrow, the great ones, Lamar. You're like, oh, okay, they're great, Bert, Herbert. A lot of these guys just need help. Do you, have, you don't have a single sports take that nobody agrees with. That's, that is mine. Would you like to know where pro football focus graded Mac Jones last year as a starting quarterback? Interesting. He had a defensive coordinator as an OC, mm-hmm. but go ahead. They have him at 28. Mm-hmm. Now, what were they the year before when he yes. had an offensive coordinator? His I, first, just, yeah. I, I just clicked on that. Uh, okay. Let me scroll. I'm as, scrolling. As a young child in the NFL. Interesting. Where was he? As a rookie, he was 13th ahead of yeah, yeah. Derek Carr, yep. Matty Ice. As a rookie with no number one receiver. Wait, they, well, with no number one tight end. He was 13th. Yeah. As a rookie. Uh, that's not awful. Now, I mean, again, that's just one That's one data point. The pro football focus. Let's then go to pro f- f- football outsiders. We can look at passer rating. You can look at a ton of stuff. As a rookie, to be 13th without elite talent surrounding you and a tone-deaf defensive coach, that ain't bad. You know, I don't want to go back a few days here, but you had your five quarterbacks under the most pressure this year. I think Fields was one. I don't, uh, I don't Aaron, have... Fields was one. He's Aaron Rodgers was somewhere in there. Four, I think. Right. Russell Wilson was Matt in there. Jones was not in there. So, pressure? Did, How about get him a coordinator? Okay, he's got a coordinator. Yeah, so let's give him a year with a legitimate coordinator. Yes, but here's the thing. The clock is ticking on his rookie deal. That's not his fault. It's the organization screwed I, it up. I get that, but is there pressure on him? Hey, hey, Mac, you know what? Like Bill Belichick allegedly on the hot seat. If Mac Jones goes out there and poops his pants again this year, like last year, mm-hmm. you think they're going to any Belichick's moving on? Let me tell you something. He's going to find a new guy. Let me tell you something. If Mac Jones hits the market, he's going to have suitors. Oh yeah, bidding war. Yeah. You, you want to doubt it? He's not Caleb or Drake May as a talent, but if he hit the market next year, ab- I guarantee you the Raiders, if they couldn't get Caleb or Drake May, would go after him. Josh McDaniels. Would you rather for- start the quarterback clock with Michael Penix, the kid out of Washington? He's got an injury history. Or, or, or go with Mac Jones, who we've now got three years well, after this I, season. I, I think Penix is really good, so I'd go with Penix. But it, there's three quarterbacks I like, Penix, Caleb, and Drake May. I'd go with them. But by the fourth quarterback, if it's Bo Nix, I'd go with Mac Jones. Fair. Well, you by, feel the way, about- by the way, oh. here, 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 let me look at this. It's interesting. You ready for this? America, my one take nobody likes. Let's go to his rookie year. Mac Jones is 2021 passer rating with no number one, no number one tight end. It was a 92 and a half, slightly above Josh Allen. Bill's moving off Josh Allen. His season didn't end very well last year. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. So I'm looking <laughs> Bill's moving off Josh Allen. All right, so I'm looking at 2021 Mac Jones. He got to face the Jets twice. They were extremely bad and, and you just look at that schedule and it's so many awful teams like yeah Mac Jones look good beating up on bad teams but you know what you sound like now, fans do this all the time the fans do this all the time by like week 13 they're no good that's because there's like two teams a year that win 13 games was Minnesota good last year no they were 11 and 0 in one score games. They were the luckiest team in the NFL. Okay, the prime example. You know what I would rather be as a coach? Lucky. I, my life as a broadcaster, I've been nothing but lucky. I'll take it. Lucky's L- not sustainable. You said it last hour. Like you, you get the luck to get you in the door, and once you've got your foot in the door, you got to make you got to make things happen, right? They got lucky. The Vikings did. They got to the playoffs, and what happened? They lost at home to Daniel Jones, a guy we've been mocking now for three straight weeks. I'm not saying Mac Jones is great. I'm saying he's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins made a lot of I'm money. I'm not ready to go there yet. One up division. I, I, that, so everybody's got a sports take. If you examine your sports take, mine is Mac Jones is good. Not great. He's good. He's in that Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins mold. I'm just curious. How do you feel about him going forward compared to guys that were just drafted? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Uh, uh, 
Bryce Young is more talented than Mac Jones. Everybody else, I would take Mac Jones. Well, C.J. Stroud has a defensive head coach. So. Yeah, but you're just asking talent. I'd say Bryce one, Mac two. And then you could have the rest of them. Next year, Caleb one, Drake May two. Penix is pretty good. Penix and Mac Jones are close. I'd probably go Penix because I'd get his contract for four years and I could load my roster up. So it's, it's interesting. 16 teams in the AFC. Yeah. Obviously, Mac Jones is the worst quarterback in his division. Yeah, but it is a division with yep. two so then, Hall of Famers and Tua. Okay, a- AFC North. Lamar Jackson. He's not Lamar he's Jackson. He's not Lamar Jackson. And he's not Burrow. He's not Burrow. I'd take him over the other two. Over Pickett and uh, Deshaun? As a talent, he's better than Pickett, absolutely. Okay, you're not taking him over Trevor Lawrence. You're taking him over those other three guys. Yeah. Whoever there's quarterback in those teams. Yeah, yeah. And then in the AFC West, you're taking him over what? Garoppolo? Yes. And not Herbert, not Russ. That's right. Okay, not Mahomes. So basically what you're saying is Mac Jones is like the 11th best quarterback in the AFC. Kirk Cousins would be the 11th best quarterback in the AFC. He's probably the third best quarterback in the NFC. Okay, that's, Again, that's, I'm that's saying, a good way to look at it. I'm, I'm just saying, he's Kirk Cousins. Now, I think Dak and Kirk are the same, but I do. if you give me a choice, I would take Dak over Kirk Cousins. I think he's got a little more alpha I, I, Dak can move a little bit. I would take Dak over Kirk, but I think their numbers are, are identical. Dak I, or Mac? Good call. I don't know. It's close. Probably Dak. Because, uh, there's a, Dak, I think, has intangibles and a personality I'd love to have in my room. Escapability. The but r- Dak's had some real nice stuff to work with. C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Zeke, a great O-line, offensive coaches. Hmm. I would take Dak inches over Mac, but that shows you I think Mac can play. I think Mac can really play. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. James Jones, seven playoff appearances in his eight years with the Packers, almost a decade in the NFL, the pride of San Jose State. (laughs) Uh, uh, He'll be on Speak after our show. So uh, we we got into a – let's start with the Packers. Mm Mm-hmm. So this week, J-Mac, we noticed this. They signed a quarterback from the USFL. (laughs) Yeah. Little concerning. What do you make of that? They drafted a young quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing in a USFL Mm -hmm. quarterback. They're not doing that uh, Mm -hmm. in L.A. with the Rams, uh, Stafford. (laughs) Yeah. What, just I don't. I'm not saying I should be concerned, but yeah. Why would you do that? Well, I mean, I'm not concerned at all. But it's all about finding a diamond in the rough, right? You know, they won two championships out there, Birmingham Stallions. You know, two championships, right? So obviously, this quarterback's a winner. He's finding ways to win. So for me, it's all about finding that diamond in the rough, right? We play a competitive game. We play a violent game. Injuries happen. Okay. We've seen the Niners go out there without a quarterback, right. you know, and end up just not even being able to compete in the NFC Championship game. So I think this is just one of those things to where you you have an opportunity to keep another quarterback, an extra quarterback out there on the active roster. All right. Right? Hey, see if you can find a diamond in the rough just in case. But no, Jordan Love's going to be fine. Okay. We got into a little uh, pushback <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And J-Mac and I agree on probably 80% of stuff. But that top 10 list of receivers mm. came out, and Debo wasn't on it. And yeah. my argument is, A, He's not one of the ten best receivers. He's one yeah. of the, he's the most versatile, and he's also to some degree a little bit of a product of a system yeah. that really uses him in a lot of different ways that other teams don't. But when I watch him, mm-hmm. I don't think he runs the routes of a Cooper Cup no. or Devonte Adams. I don't think he has the uh, breakaway talent of Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. or Jamar Chase. Yeah. As a former receiver. Mm-hmm. Do you look at him as a great receiver or a great football player? See, I'm rubbing off on you, man. You, you, you talking receiver play really good right now. No, I, I agree. I don't agree with the list because Jalen Waddle should be on the list, right? I don't care who's off. DK Metcalf, Scary Terry, CeeDee Lamb, one of those guys have to be off for Jalen Waddle. You're talking about a young player that came in there, 100 catches, 1,000-plus yards. Then 70-plus catches and 1,300-plus yards with Tua and Teddy Bridgewater? He deserves to be, to be on that list. But as for Debo Samuel, you're right. He is a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands, Percy Harvin-type style. Get the ball in his hands. He is going to make you right, whether that's a handoff, a reverse, a quick screen pass. You know, he, he is a playmaker. When we're talking about the receiver position, 
to be able to run the whole route tree. There's not too many highlights you could take of Debo Samuel. No knock to Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's a great player. But there's not too many highlights to where you can sit here and say, ooh, that's a route right there by Debo Samuel. Right? There, there, there ain't too many, right? How many now, guys in the league run like that? I, I was watching routes? I, I saw a Cooper Cup yeah. highlight yesterday. Mm-hmm. That guy gets yeah. open. You talk so... It's another guy I truly believe should be on that list, too, that's up there in the best route running in the game, and that is Calvin Ridley. When you talk about Devontae Adams, you talk about Keenan Allen, you talk about Justin Jefferson, you talk about Cooper Cup, you talk about guys that can truly, truly run routes. Amari Cooper, I'm telling you right now, when this is all said and done after this season, Calvin Ridley will be a top five receiver up there on that list next year, and it ain't going to be number five. He is like that. He is special like that. All the route trees, he can do it. But Debo Samuel, back to Debo, he is not that guy. So I'm not mad with him not being on this list because when you strictly talk about receiver play, he does not run the whole route tree. He's not used as a true number one receiver. He, he's not that guy when you strictly talk about receiver. You talk about football player and, and making a play and playmaker, yeah. put him up in there in the top five. Yeah. So you had Dennis Allen, one of our other Mm. agreements, but he is convincing me, (laughs) is I do think Uh, the Saints have the best roster in a weak division. Yes. But, but, and I think Derek Carr, I've always liked him more than the public. Mm -hmm. But I've seen Nathaniel Hackett with Denver. Mm -hmm. If the coach ain't right, the team ain't right. Um, His record as a coach is abysmal. Yeah. Sean Payton leaves, he takes over. They're bad instantly. Mm-hmm. You had him briefly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did you see? That, I mean, you or not see? Well, it, it's tough because when I was with Dennis Allen, we probably had the worst roster in football. Raiders. Right, Raiders. And that 2014 roster was probably the worst roster in football. I was on the roster, so I was bad too. And you it, knew it was bad. me in there. Yes. What we're looking at now with the New Orleans Saints you have a two-headed monster at running back in, with Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. You have a Swiss Army knife in Taysom Hill. You have a two-headed monster at wide receiver with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, and they got some young speed out there as well. You have a good offensive line, right? And yeah, then good. you add a Pro Bowl quarterback in Derek Carr. It should be profound. It should be good. The blessing about this whole situation is Dennis Allen is a really good defensive coordinator, right? That's your job. You don't need to come over here messing with Derek Carr, touching the offense. Stay let the out o- of the meeting rooms. Stay room. out of the meeting rooms. Let the OC do his job. Let him do what he's supposed to do. And you take control of that defense. And if that can be done and Derek Carr go out here and play the way he's capable of playing, not turning the football over, this Saints team is going to be one of the best teams in the NFC. So when it comes down to that, I am going to say Dennis Allen and this Derek Carr relationship is going to be just fine. And they're in a much better position right now than they were in 2014. Yeah, the roster's good. Yeah. Uh, finally... James Jones joining us, Super Bowl champ, decade in the league, playoffs, seven of eight years. Saquon Barkley, Mm. what do you make of this discussion of sit out? Number one, you can't just leave $10 million on. I don't don't care how much money you got. You can't just walk away from $10 million, right? I hate it for Saquon Barkley because he is the best player on that football team, right? He makes that offense go. You just paid Daniel Jones. He makes Daniel Jones better. Yeah. So not having him out there, now you are putting everything on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has not showed us he's a put-everything-on-my-shoulders quarterback. No, he's reliant on Saquon. You got me? So, And he's reliant on system. You know, And it's a, it's a bunch of times to where, through this system, Daniel Jones wasn't even on the field. It was a wildcat. You're taking Saquon Barkley off of that offense to where these defensive coordinators are in these meeting rooms saying, we have to stop our slowdown 26, right? If eight beats us, eight beats us. Right. But we have to stop 26. Saquon Barkley not being there truly, truly hurts this Giants offense. It hurts the development of, of your quarterback in Daniel Jones. I do not like it, but he's, a, he's in a lose-lose situation. Right. As way, a running back, you cannot sit out a full year and expect to come back and, and play at a high level. Number two, if you do not show up to training camp, you already have been a little bit injury-prone, so it's not like you're going to come not do training camp and just come and play against the Giants, I mean play against the Cowboys, that's not going to happen. And then the risk of injury goes up. You don't have camp legs. You don't have your legs so under camp, you. camp helps to get some 
bitch. 100%. There's, we, we have a saying in the locker room, you are not in football shape until you play in football. <laughs> I don't care how many heels you run up. I don't care how many sleds you are pulling. I don't care about none of that. You are not in football shape. You do not have football legs until you are playing football. We are not training running routes and a defender is pushing on us. That's, that's, that's working well, different muscles. In your prime, what did you feel like Monday after a game? In the ice tub, body sore from neck, neck down to the toes. In the ice tub, hot tub, and just trying to get your – And I'm a receiver. We are talking about running backs who hit every play. You either in pass protection, you're running that ball, or you catching the ball out of the backfield. Every play you on the field, you hitting somebody. Receivers is not the case. So running backs, it's even more brutal for them. So – with him not being there, the whole training camp, who knows how long he's going to hold out, if he is going to hold out. But with him not being there, th this is a problem. This is how guys get hurt. He's not going to have his legs under him. He's going to be on a pitch count if he does sit out and decide to come back and, and play against the Cowboys. I don't like it. I wish they would have got a deal done. They didn't. But you can't turn down $10 million. You got to go get your money, man. I know. You got to. There's a lot of Oh, less. you got to go get your money. You can buy a nice <laughs> car yeah. you can buy you know the bottom line is yeah. he's a great football player yeah. go be a great football player yeah. Yeah. he'll have a market yeah. he'll have something yeah and i and i know a lot of these a lot of these guys this is one year deal you fear you fear the injury right because that's you know, that's the it. worst thing that can happen in this right right you get injured and then you coming in the next year with no leverage right but if he does go out there and be saquon barkley like he was this year then, then now you're talking and you got the upper hand. But even with that all being said, it's $10 million. You're never making that $10 million back. I don't care if you sign a $40 million deal at the end of this season. It's $10 million you still left out there. You got to go get it. James, great seeing you. Good to see you, brother. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts